Welcome to the LALB Programming Hour with your host Leo and co-host Avery. Say hello, Avery. Hello. Today we are in the studio after a very, very nice and long winter break. Opinions. Not long enough. It's never long enough. <laughs> it wasn't cold enough either. I wish it snowed. Yeah, me too. Instead we just got rain. It always rains! Nothing better than a rainy approach to spring, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was so depressing. <laughs> I am. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back on topic. Enough review of what we did over our break. I'm glad to see you again, I agree. I'm glad to see you too. Okay. So, today we are talking about very special animals. We are finally in fishes. Like, actual fishes. So, today we are discussing sharks, rays, and skates. Not a pair of roller skates or, like, rollerblades. Skates, the animal. Otherwise known as the chondrichthys class. I will never pronounce that word right. (laughs) So, as usual, I have to say it. Yes, you do, and this will happen many times, and you know this. Accept your faith. I feel like I already have. (laughs) Good. So, I want to start us off with talking about their bodies. Structure. Wow. (laughs) So, to start us off with, let's go with the mouth area. With most of our animals, they don't really have teeth attached to their jaw. Or really, really, like, I guess mostly not really any teeth we haven't talked about. Besides one, besides ones that are in their stomachs. Which yeah. are kind of teeth, are kind of numbers. I'm good. Um, with sharks, actually, they do have attached teeth to their jaw. So, they're like our teeth, but not our teeth. If you understand my drift. They also have a skeleton that is not made out of bone, but cartilage, like the stuff that is in your nose and ears. Wow. Yeah. They also have paired fins. Their scales, you know, they look all silky and smooth and stuff, but when you touch it, it feels like owie. Owie. Like sandpaper. Wet sandpaper. Oh. <laughs> um, the reason is actually because their scales are like teeth. They have the similar composition and origin. So if you zoom in really close on a shark, it looks like teeth teeth skin and actually these are very let's see what did you call it earlier hydrodynamic yes hydrodynamic where they can actually swim really fast in the water and actually recently and i think it was like last time the olympics came around they were they made these swim shoots that were like them a lot and got banned because the company wouldn't give them to other people yeah, they got banned because they were they kept breaking a bunch of world records. They got upset. And, yeah, and only people who were sponsored by who was it, Speedo got yeah. the suits, and so they got banned. <laughs> but they looked really cool, and they were really nice. I want to try one on. I want to try one, but I don't. I don't know if you're. I don't know if they make them anymore since they got banned. I hope they do. That'd be sad if they're still making them. They're like really inventive. Yeah. Besides that, going on from, there's like a little bit on them, how they feed this structure. There's two ways, there's two different ways they feed, really. There are planktivores and carnivores. As you can guess, carnivores eat meat. Carnivores? I said carnivores. (laughs) I didn't say it right the second time either, it's fine. (laughs) But they eat meat, or as some people like to believe, people, a lot, but they don't. They really don't. People are not smart. Isn't it, isn't the statistic something like you're more likely to get struck by lightning than attacked by a shark? Yes, and also, we eat the sharks more than we eat, than they eat us. Yeah, that's, that's really depressing, the way that people... People also just eat so many things that I don't understand. Why do you gotta eat these creatures? Just go vegetarian or vegan. Yeah, like me. Woo! <laughs> I will one day, I promise. I just... The animals we usually eat are the ones that are mass-produced anyway. I would not eat those special ones. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, stop eating endangered animals. That's that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are weird. Um. So, besides that, Avery wants to tell us a little... Oh, I never went over plant divorce. I'm sorry. Plant divorce yeah. are the ones are ones that eat, like, whales. So, what a plant divorce is, they eat the microorganisms in the water. So, like, the little floaty stuff you see, it's not air bubbles. It's plankton. Plankton and, and krill. And, and other little, little things. Yeah, other stuff like that. Which, one of my favorite sharks eat this kind of stuff, and it's a whale shark. So Avery wanted to tell us about the sensory system they have, because it's cool. It is actually pretty cool. So sharks actually have pretty good eyesight, um, which I don't, I don't think I would assume that if I didn't know that. Their before. eyes are tiny. They look tiny from far away, at least. Mm-hmm. They're like little black beads. They are. And uh, they actually have even better eyesight in low-light settings, and this is thanks to a little thing called the Taptum lucidum, which is Latin, by the way. Whoa. And it's the same piece in the eyes of animals like cats and deer that shine when they're, like, at night and you shine a light on them. Oh, it's like when I turn the hallway light and the cat just, like, at the end of the hallway and you just see the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a deer in headlights. So, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And they have these special sensory pores called the ampullae of Lorenzini on their face. Or more like on their nose, I guess. Whoa. And these detect electrical signals, and it helps them with, like, identifying predators and prey, and it even helps with navigation. They like a satellite. I... I wouldn't really call it a satellite. Hmm. It was a gas. <laughs> and see, actually, we don't really know how... So, the pores on their face, they have these little pores under their skin that are filled with this weird jelly-like substance that Ew. <laughs> detects Ew. the electrical signals. Ew. <laughs> and we actually don't know how exactly it feels to them or how it works. I guess since we don't have the sense. Yeah, we don't have the sense. And so it's something that they experience that we just don't know how it feels. Well, Also, rays and skate have this, have this as well, but they're like under them. So like they're on like their under region. Yeah, they're on their tummies. Tum-tums. I also know a cool thing about sharks is that they're really good at smell. And that's why they can, like, if you start bleeding, they will smell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're, like, dogs, really good. They're Smelly like, dogs. Ah, yes. An injured animal. I'm not Munch. <laughs> so, like, they are born to murder. But it's in their nature, so we forgive them. Mm-hmm. So, from Avery's favorite kind of sea animals that I think of in this category, I want to move on to mine, which is race and skates. So, raisin skates are somewhat similar, but not, so they can get confusing, but there's a way you can differentiate them. For one thing, skates are smaller than rays. Skates also are short, um, you know, like, the little snails area? Mm-hmm. It's a lot sharper than pointier. a... Pointier. Pointier and sharper than a rays. It's not like it would actually hurt you, but it's, like, more angular. Mm-hmm. While they have a benthetic? Benthic. Benthic. <laughs> ha- there's no A in that word. <laughs> I make up my own words. Um, habits. Dyslexia. <laughs> don't at me. Um, they have a dorsal fin, but they don't have a um, tail spine, which I'll explain what that is. Rays. Oh, I forgot how they reproduce. Skates actually reproduce by laying eggs, or the time ty- the scientific term oviparity. While rays produce um, with eggs inside of- hatching inside of their body, which is oviviparity. I will never pronounce these words. 
Um, as I said before, rays are more rounded. They live in a plegic. Pelagic? I said that wrong. Pelagic and benthic habitat. They don't have a dorsal benthic, but they do have a tail spine. So a tail spine's a little thing that sticks out of their tail. And in stingrays in particular, it's what they use to murder. It's more like a defensive thing. Murder. <laughs> murder. They murdered my favorite animal, man. You don't... It's too soon for that. He murdered... It's too soon for that. You know You know he wouldn't blame that little dude. He wouldn't blame And so do you actually know how their uh, tail spines work? No. I'm sorry. I'm still crying. It's actually... It's actually kind of horrifying, in my opinion. Oh. Um, but it works. So, the, I mean... Maybe um, you need one. <laughs> I don't need to defend myself to the point of killing somebody, I think. Uh, Debatable. But, so, when it pierces into flesh, it has these little uh, microscopic... Uh, so, like, hooks? Like, not really hooks, but these little spines that stick off of it a little bit. Is it like and backwards they, arrowheads? It's like, like yeah, it's like backwards oh. arrowheads. And so, um, if you try to like pull it out, then it goes against the skin or whatever resistance is like pulling on it, so it like tears worse. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> Ow! So don't don't get stuck by a stingray, basically. Ow! So. We talked about these boys and, like, explained what they are, who they are, what they want in life, kind of. <laughs> what but, they want in life. But we want to actually discuss how they raise their babies, yeah. their children, their chitlins. Yeah. How are they good at parenting and are they bad parents and do they need, I don't know, child support? <laughs> child support. <laughs> um, but we're talking about their parenthood and how they raise their children. Since there's, for sharks in particular, there's three ways they reproduce or give birth well, raising skates only give birth one way, but we want to see how they parent these children and how they take care of them. Yeah. So if, if you want to take the lead. Well, you already mentioned two of the reproductive uh, ways earlier, one of them being oviparous, which is when the mother lays eggs and they hatch outside of the body, kind of like birds or reptiles. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, well, I already knew that, but sh- <laughs> commentary. <laughs> And the second one you said was the oviviparous, which is where the mother develops eggs inside of her body, and they also hatch inside. And the babies live off of yolk rather than an umbilical cord. There's only... Oh, the cool thing is they call their children pups, or we call them pups. They only have two pups in that one. Mm. Yes. And then the last one that we didn't mention was viviparous, which is a more mammal-like way uh, where the mother develops an embryo in the uterus and sustains the baby through an umbilical cord, and they tend to only have one pup. So similar to how, like, we usually only have one child at a time. Unless we magically decide to have two or three by magic. Or sometimes more, depending on what your body decides to do. Oh, God, our bodies are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... Going over that, each one of them have different birthing ways, and each one of them we expect to have different parenting ways. Mm-hmm. As we were researching this topic and trying to find something, we don't see any parent care after they leave the child or give birth. They just kind of leave them, and that's what happens. But Avery has found something about the ones that do lay the eggs. You want to tell us? Yeah, I'd love to. So, as you said, they don't really have parental care, so to speak, Um, However, some species will guard their eggs until they hatch after they lay them. 
and others will hunt for like extensive periods of time to find a safe location to leave them Protect and all children yeah and they're usually actually called shark nurseries and they're places where the water tends to be warmer and they're full of slower moving fish so it's easier for the pups to learn how to hunt for themselves um nom nom that's adorable i love the idea that they have shark nurseries that's adorable um so that is one way at least they take care of the kids but in general for all the sharks they spend a lot of expensive time just being pregnant with these pups and like it's 11 months of pregnancy a lot longer than ours and almost a year of not being able to do much besides take care of your chitlins yeah. And even then, it takes them so long to even be able to mature into the body to give birth to these babies, or even get pregnant. And even then, also, another thing, eh, you know how we have a cycle every month to get pregnant? Mm-hmm. Theirs happens every three years. Oh, wow. So, like, this, these creatures are so unlikely to get pregnant and have children, and yet we are being stupid and murdering them. Leave the sharks alone! Yeah. They try so hard. They're trying to be good parents, and we're messing it up. Oh, there's something we forgot to mention. Um, the reason why the opoviviparous? Oviviparous. I almost said it right. You almost got it. Yeah. Um, the reason they only have two pups is because they have a thing called sipicide, meaning the firstborn eats the others. Mm-hmm. So there's two chambers in the shark, right? So, like, there's the left one, whatever, whatever the chambers are. And they each have a set of eggs. The first one to hatch in one of those chambers eats the others for nutrition. Yeah. Tasty. Nom nom. Delicious. <laughs> so imagine, like, it's like how we eat our brothers if we have twins or something in ours. Like, if we're supposed to be twins, we just consume our brother or sister. Hmm. That'd be... That... That's kind of <laughs> what know. I feel about that. <laughs> it's kind of what we do, but it's not for nutrition. We just happen to do it by accident. So, again, these sharks don't really raise their kids, but they do in a way, in their own way. So, we give them the best chance of survival they can. Yes. With raisin skates, they, again, have um, oviparous. Oviviparous. And then the other one that I don't know how to pronounce again. Oviparous. Skates give, lay the eggs. They go and find a nice place for the children and leave them there, like the sharks do. Rays do... Um, late, when the rays give birth to their eggs, um, to, to their babies, what the babies do instead of, like, sticking around or trying to follow the mother, they go off on their own instinctively and just swim off. Yeah. Independent since birth. Yeah. Unlike us. Yeah. <laughs> Dependent until we're 20. <laughs> or longer. Or longer. Or forever. <laughs> so, recapping on this stuff. Sharks are cool. Rays are cool. Skates are cool. They're good parents in their own way, and we shouldn't judge them. Mm-hmm. It's like how we judge an alligator for having babies in her mouth. Yeah, she just wants to carry them. <laughs> Leave her be. She's not eating them. And stop eating things. Stop eating things. We're telling you now, if you're eating weird things, stop it. Get some help. Stop eating endangered animals. And that's the message. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the message for today. Yes. That is our moral of the story today. So, we're near the end. We're chilling out now. I want to ask you a question, Avery. This question is, what is your favorite ray or shark or both? My favorite kind of shark. Okay, get ready. Ooh, my favorite is the lemon shark. Is it made out of lemons? No. They it's are a, um, kind of yellowish compared to other sharks. Like, not bright yellow or anything, but they are 
more on the yellow spectrum. The first thing I thought of, like, yes, they're yellow. I'm like, oh, they're bright neon yellow. No, no they're not. Describe they're these sharks. Spanish yellow. Um, well, they're a lot smaller than what most people think of when they first think of a shark. Um, because I feel like most people think of things like those 12-foot great whites that you see. I blame Jaws. Yeah. But um, they're not super small either. Um, and they tend to live in warmer water, I think. Ooh. Um, and not like super shallow places, but they don't live very deep either. I can imagine that because they're probably a smaller species of shark, so they probably even can't get that deep. I'm sorry you keep hearing my phone go off. People keep messaging me. Yeah. Mm. It's popular today. No, I'm not. It's an app I have on here. Let's just ignore it. Okay. So, Avery. What's your favorite type of shark or ray? I have two answers for you. Get right. ready. My favorite type of shark is what I mentioned earlier. Uh... Whale shark. I forgot for five seconds. I can't believe myself. <laughs> I could see the gears turning in your head for a second. <laughs> Every saw me froze like a Microsoft computer is like, uh, reloading. Um, they're my favorite type. One, because they don't actually have teeth. Like, they don't have teeth teeth. It's like kind of like a whale, like a, like a whale shark. They are like the a wh- bristly things. Yes, they are a shark and a whale. And I don't know which one they're considered. But they're like, ah, they look nice, but they're massive. They're scary. They are. They're kind of scary. I went to an aquarium, and I almost cried when I saw one because they were so big. They were so much bigger than I thought they were. I yeah. can't believe I didn't notice that. Yeah, even behind glass, it's kind of a terrifying experience to see one in real life. So, my second answer to you is a manta ray because they can't sting you. I don't think they can sting you. I they hope- don't have tails. Stings. No, yeah. they cannot sting you. I assume so because they're not called stinger rays. Manta rays, they're so big. They look like giant birds. Oh, I forgot to mention. I think manta rays, like, in general, rays and skates are like the birds of the sea. They are like birds. I am special. Um, but I love manta rays, and I noticed a pattern with myself. I tend to like spotted creatures. Yeah. Anything that lives in the ocean, if it's spotted, Leo will like it. It's enjoyable. So, <laughs> I think... Aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we ran our time out today, Avery. You want to say goodbye? Yeah, goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening to the LALB Programming Hour. Signing out.